get you in here. All right, everybody, it's another shit show. <laughs> Welcome back to another Trans Tuesday on My Feminine Heart. We have the beautiful uh, Karen Kendra Holmes here. Hello, everybody. Thanks for having me on, Cassandra. Oh, it's my pleasure. So for those of you who um, have tuned in uh, with us before, so we have had this happen before because everybody and their brother's on Zoom. So when we did a um, Facebook Live where Lindsay Tab and I did uh, one of our Keystone Conference seminars, we um, our Zoom failed to go live because it was like a Sunday at 2 o'clock. Um, so this is how we did it. I had... Lindsay on the computer, just like you, <laughs> and I had Facebook live streaming from my phone because it was like the only thing that would work. So hi, everybody. It's beautiful to see you. Um, Teresa, hi. I'm so happy to see you here. We have, um, Karen, can you do me a favor? Sure. Can you message on your phone? Because both um, Christina Napoli and Danny Bo were messaging me saying, where are you? Why aren't you live? Why aren't you on here? Um, you know, they couldn't find us. You want me to message you where? Um, if you know Christina Napoli and Danny Jenny Bo, they were trying to find us live and I was not able to take them live. This is like the most fascinating like live of all time. So on Facebook, where do you want me to go? You know, it's, it's okay. They'll, they'll find us. Well, um, yeah, if you see anybody on the My Feminine Heart Facebook page, tell them to, like, go under the event of My Feminine Heart and let people know we're alive. Okay. Please. Yep, so welcome to Trans Tuesday. So hopefully, once the um, pandemic is over and we all return to our regular lives, uh, we will be able to do these Facebook Lives without these, like, crazy Zoom fails because it's so fun to be able to have a co-host with me for the evening. Um, but yeah, so happy to see everybody. Uh, some really exciting stuff has been happening. So while um, Karen is messaging there, uh, so we were talking earlier, I did a really fun TikTok. Today was my first day ever doing a TikTok. I had to download the app. Um, so our top expert, Casey Grimm, who owns Rise Beauty Company, big fan of Rise because they are a super trans-friendly spawn salon and they're very supportive of our podcast. In fact, we used to launch a lot of the podcasts from, live, uh, from Rise. So um, anyway, they are doing a makeup brush challenge and they would love to see everybody participate. So it was super fun. If you've never downloaded TikTok, it wasn't that hard. So I downloaded the app. Um, and then you can actually start and stop it. So I started it for a few seconds, um, you know, with like a face mask on and my hair and curlers, paused it, washed it off, got made up, and then came right back. And you do a little makeup brush twirl in between. So it was a start and a stop, and you can add music in, and you can post it on TikTok, and then you can forward it on to Facebook. So they are looking for lots of people to jump in and join, and are offering a $50 gift certificate. So if you um, if you do their makeup brush challenge, and that's the hashtag makeup brush challenge, and then um, tag them too, you could end up winning a $50 gift card. And then as long as they're tagged, um, Rise Beauty Company, they will uh, repost and share it on their page too. But we think it would be really fun to have a lot of people from the trans community participate with it. So Karen, go ahead and let it go. It's, it'll be fine. We'll figure it out. Alrighty. It'll all work. This is, you know, once our lives go back to normal, we will keep doing this though. So I will be doing a Trans Tuesday every Tuesday night, 8 p.m., um, so this will, this will continue on once, you know, the world goes back to order. So Karen so sweetly is desperately trying to assist me with Facebook over there. Karen, um, I'm so excited to have her on the show. She is going to be one of the featured podcasts this week. So Friday at five, um, when our podcasts drop, you will be seeing a very exciting one from Karen. She is sharing um, the journey of her transition. And what I really love about it, oh, Karen's watching that too. Um, what I really love about it is, uh, it's, we didn't even go back through her whole history because it's like your life began 
after you had already been on this planet for 53 years. It's like it started fresh and you have all the energy of like a teenager. Like it's incredible, like how much like Karen is doing. Um, th- she's an, a veteran. Thank you so much for your service. Um, <laughs> um, we're technology tonight, aren't we? We are. We are. Christina Napoli is trying to call me. I guess she's not seeing that we're actually like live now. Um, so we'll figure all this out. But yes, yeah, so dear Karen, thank you so much for being a part of the show. It's phenomenal to have you here. Well, thanks. Uh, I've really enjoyed being here on with you. And I just really want to say to you, and I'm going to say it in reference or in response or in behalf of the transgender community, thank you so much for your contribution to our, our lives and everything that you do for us, including making us look beautiful on in film. You know, what can I say? Oh, no, thank you so much. Karen is, you're going to make me blush. I mean, you're such an incredible person. (laughs) And I don't know if I ever told you, like, she is um, such an amazing volunteer. Um, So I don't think I even ever told you that we have the Red Cross in connection. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I was a a lifeguard um, growing up and volunteered with the Red Cross and used to donate blood back when I could. So... Um, you know, and if you can, please go out and donate now. It's desperately, desperately needed. But Karen, like, she volunteers with everything. It's phenomenal. She does stuff at the Red Cross. She does stuff in the trans community. She does stuff out of the trans community. Um, I don't know where you get all the energy. Um, it's called being at the age of 63 and moving on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just living the life you want to live and that being it. Yeah. Not getting caught in anything else. It's just so important to be able to do for others who can't do. And um, I think that's what really keeps me uh, looking, I hope, and feeling young. Um, It's being able to stay very active and helping other people just that really need a lot of help. And, And my life is so much fuller when I do that for others. No, it's it's truly amazing and like advocacy and volunteering is such a big part of my feminine heart like we're such big fans of when you get out there and you give something of of yourself um if you are lonely it's like an instant circle of friends and family that you bring in it gives you a sense of purpose it gives you a a reason to wake up in the morning um in fact we're going to talk a lot about this in the podcast that you'll see friday but karen you have a special project that i'd like to give a shout out to um that you know covid has kind of put on the back burner a little bit but she's actually trying to rescue women from the streets it's amazing yeah um yes i'm on hold right now because what i was doing is riding around with uh prince george's county police um as a ride-along volunteer um, was I was asked by the major, uh, Major Wadi of the third district, um, to because a couple of girls were murdered last year in this area, and she just got tired of seeing this happening in her district, and she didn't want to push the girls over on the DC side of the street, and DC comes back and pushes them back over on the Maryland side. And if she arrests them, all they're going to do is come back out on the street. So she wanted to see if I was willing to work with them to try to help them get off the streets. And what I've been doing is is riding with the police officer. But now because of the covert 19 and the distance that we have to keep between each other, being in a cruiser that close uh, with somebody else, um, it's just not going to work. So that's been put on hold until that gets lifted. And um, I'll be able to get back out on the streets. Um, I really miss talking and to check on these girls. And I'm right now, I'm like really worried for their safety, not only for their safety as far as being physically hurt by maybe a John, but also um, because of the virus that's going on, um, are they keeping themselves protected in that way? You know, with face mask and gloves which obviously none of that's going to work for them out on the streets if they're still working the streets. I think what I might try to do is put a call in and uh, find out if um, they are out there and 
what are they doing really to protect themselves? Yeah. I mean, it's really noble work to be driving around at night trying to get um, women off the streets. And, you know, Karen's, like, her coalition, which we're so excited, I definitely want to help her with this. And I know the, the other experts at My Feminine Heart are going to agree. Um, you know, she's looking to do clothing for them for, like, a dress for success, resume reviews, teach them how to go onto a job interview, get them housing, get them food, get them clothes. I mean, it's, you know... Nobody wants to live that life. Nobody wants to be surviving on the streets like that and to be able to help somebody out of that situation, um, which, I mean, you've met women who, who have college degrees who are mm -hmm. doing it because they've lost their jobs and families because of transitioning. Yeah, the, the sad part is, you know, meeting a couple of the girls out there, finding out that, you know, they, they know Word Perfect, Excel, you know, in their... They're out here in the streets, and I'm sure it's because of the fact that they transition, and so they're getting, you know, kicked off the job and stuff like that. The other sad thing about it, uh, just before uh, this covert 19 really hit the area, one of the girls had called me up um, and told me she was at the hospital and that she had gotten raped. And um, I couldn't really hear her because I was on the train at the time being. And I just really wish I had the next stop I had gotten off the train so I could have talked to her a little bit better. And there was no way I could call her back because she said she was going to call me back like in 45 minutes. And I never heard back from her. So I'm hoping she's still okay. Um, but I don't know. So And it's funny that, I should say funny, but I meant is the very next day I did go out riding with Prince George's County Police as a ride-along. And... Um, never saw the girl I think it was um, that whole entire night. So um, I can't wait to get back out there and see if I can find her and make sure she's okay. And to be able to feel like she confided in me, she knew who to call, I felt very trustworthy of them or them of me to be able to call me up at four quarter to four in the afternoon and tell me she's been raped. And she said, I've had it. I want to get off the streets. No, that's, that's incredible. I mean, for somebody to reach out to you, um, you know, it shows you the connection that you've made, but also how they may not have anyone else either, that they may be distanced from their old friends, from their family, and, you know, they, they need a special soul like you to, to get them on the right foot forward. You no, know, so it's... You know, we talk about a range of things on My Feminine Heart. We talk about personal safety. We talk about, um, you know, uh, finance and credit and bankruptcy. Uh, you know, how, how can you afford a transition if maybe you are not somebody who's, who's very wealthy or prepared for that? Um, right. And we talk about, you know, we talk about fashion and beauty and things like that that are also fun. Um, but, you know, employment is a big part of it. And so if you missed it last week, if you haven't seen it yet, so one of our videos last week was introducing Angela Stever to the My Feminine Heart team. And she's a phenomenal person. Um, she has, she's from London, England, well, a town in England. Um, she's lived in Hong Kong. She's lived in Australia. She's lived all around the world. A big military family like you. I think she's the only one who hasn't served. Her children are, are in her husband's Navy. Um, and, uh, you know, she's had every kind of job. She's been an executive assistant. She's been in customer service. Um, when we, she's been in sales. When we met, um, she was in employment. And so now she had, she had just started her own business, which is now, of course, on hold, like everything else with COVID, which is very disappointing. Um, but when we met, she was in employment, she actually helped, um, she worked at an agency that could help do people from work to hire, which <clears throat> means that like the plant or factory or business was not doing the hiring process. They trusted her and her company. So she would do the interview process and, and just walk people in and say, okay, this person that works here. Um, which is phenomenal. And they really work to get people in full-time employment, not just temp employment. But the stories that I loved is she had taken somebody who, kind of how you're describing, not, not that, that level of, you know, walking the streets, but somebody who 
um, had transitioned but did not know how to present themselves professionally, how to dress for an interview, how to do a resume, very rough around the edges. I got like a diamond in the rough. And she got her hired into a, a factory that was not um, experienced at employing anybody who was transgender. I mean, so they had lots of questions. They weren't sure what to do. And, and part of her job was then also going into the factory saying, okay, well, this is this is the law and these are the things that you need to be providing and, and to be mindful of. And she created it in such an amazing way that it was a very successful situation. And in fact, um, she sadly lost that job and then was placed somewhere else, but not because of her. The factory uh -huh. went through a period where they had to downsize. And typically, when you downsize in that situation, it's usually the first per the last person in is the first person out. And she had become one of their most valuable employees. So they had actually been letting go of other employees who had much longer standing with the company than her because they loved her so much. Yeah, and then so fortunately, um, Angela was able to get her placed again into another situation that was an extremely successful situation. So, you know, to have her in our corner, to be a part of my feminine heart, to have those skills and to be able to offer that to people who... And, you know, sometimes when people are transitioning, they lose their job, but sometimes they they want to change everything. They're ready for an all-over change. They're ready to live a, a better life. And um, I don't think there's any time like the present that we're experiencing right now where we're not all evaluating, is this what I am meant to be doing with my life? Is this the job that I want? Is this the life I want to live? Um, and to have a resource like that. So if you haven't seen it yet, Angela did participate with the Keystone Seminar, the Meet My Feminine Heart team. Um, we had some Zoom issues there. So Zoom's just going crazy, you know, with everybody on it. It is, I mean, we're, <laughs> we're dealing with it now. It is what it is. Um, but right. yeah, so, so, so phenomenal. Um, you know, I, I am so looking forward to working with your team and, uh, you know, just being able to, help these girls find a suitable job. You know, the thing is, in getting that job for these girls, you know, I've, I've heard the story, oh, I can make more money out on the streets, but yeah, you don't have the health care uh, for it, or, or, you know, you're not getting sick leave, you know, all of those benefits. And if we can get them into something like that, just hopefully will equal it out to the fact that they're in another job doing something meaningful rather than work in the streets, I think it would be so much better. What I like to also see it um, is being able to go out into the community and other elsewhere and talk to these businesses and say, look, these girls are a part of our program that we're working with. If we give them some kind of certificate after we train them, can we count on you hiring them um, in the future? And I hope that we can do something like that, you know, because we want to find businesses to say, yes, they can go through your program. And yes, if they, you know, graduate or whatever, um, we would definitely consider that person. That'd be amazing. And what I can say is when you, when we're all back on our feet, we're all back in the world. Um, oh, Leah says very honorable work. Hi, Leah. <laughs> so, um, so when we, when we are there and when your coalition starts back up again, um, just keep me posted and I will be sure to share all that information in our weekly newsletter. And we'll talk about it again on, on another Trans Tuesday. So I will tell you if you are not receiving our newsletters yet, you should um, because we can keep you up to date with stuff like this. And also up to date with like, you know, whatever, whatever podcasts or anything that we have coming up. So there are fun stuff too. Um, so, you know, it's funny. We got a little confused. So Karen was like, I saw your makeup video. I saw your makeup video. She meant my TikTok from this morning. But actually, um, last week and this week are very personal, like, self-care videos. So I have um, a part of the My Feminine Heart is the Cassandra Storm solo series. So it's, I would call it kind of the fluffy fun stuff. Um, when we went into the COVID crisis, uh, I wanted to make um, all the, the tear-worthy informational content available. And so the way that my feminine heart 
originated was members could watch everything. If you were a paid member, you could watch any video. But if you're not, you could listen to the interviews on any of the podcasts like Anchor, um, Apple, Spotify, whatever. So I unlocked all those um, videos so that anybody could watch an interview since we don't have the conference, since trans um, meetup groups have been canceled. I wanted to give somebody something visual so that they had that closer sense of community. I mean, even having you here in the computer in front of the Facebook Live, I mean, it's 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 the visual that connects us. Um, but, exactly. Yeah, but still for, for the patrons of My Feminine Heart, I felt like they pay to belong to the site. I still needed to have something special for them. So once I got through the madness of learning to stream <laughs> or like learning to mock up how to stream our seminars and getting them online. Um, so I've returned to those solo videos. So it's, Karen, it's so embarrassing. If you've not seen it yet, you, you're gonna have to watch it. I literally, in last week's video, I sat barefaced and put my entire um, daily makeup on in front of the computer. Yeah, like I cannot believe Lindsay Tab used to say to me, she's like, we're going to do a color consult and you're going to be bare faced and we're going to color consult with you on, on an, an interview. And I'm like, no, there's no way in hell. Like I'm not going to do that, but I have, I have crossed that threshold. So if you've ever wondered how much makeup I wear, um, you actually get to see a video where you see every step of the way, the skincare, the foundation, all the blushes and the contouring and the eye makeup, the whole shebang that goes into this. So that was last week. So this coming week, um, I kind of went the opposite route. So uh, I did a full facial. So literally in this coming Friday's podcast, along with yours, so we'll have this this tearful, beautiful journey of transition with you where you're talking about the amazing work you're doing in the community and around the country and um, all the lives that you're touching. Literally the other video that's going up is me giving myself a facial. <laughs> like scrubbing and exfoliating my face, all the products that I use, how I do it here at home, because, you know, it's rough. We're, we're all stuck at home. And if there was ever a time to kind of start experimenting and saying, hey, I, I, I want to try some self-care. I can't mm -hmm. go out. I'm bummed out. I need to do something to make myself happy and feel, you know, excited to start my day. Now, it's funny know. that you said that because I really haven't had any makeup on since we got to, you know, stay home, uh, 100% teleworking. Um, only thing I've just done is put on a little base and that's it, you know, and, uh, I'm bumming it out at home. Oh, I um, think you look, you look gorgeous right now. Oh my goodness. <laughs> well, that's, like I said, I haven't, I didn't put any makeup because normally what I will do, you know, I will put on, you know, the base part as far as coverage and stuff. And then, uh, blush on the cheeks, you know, and uh, my eyes, I will do the eyeshadow. And I always try to do like the other half of my eye, my eyelid with the colors that I'm wearing. So you would have seen me wearing blue up here. Uh, but uh, like I said, I'm bumming it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you look stunning. Um, I did not realize that you were wearing makeup. So thank you very much for breathing and coming on with us. It's, you look beautiful. Uh, well, thank you. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. I actually thought I had the virus this week. So, um, I, you know, I know, I know um, I told you I wasn't feeling well. It was, right. we did our interview at like seven o'clock Friday morning so that we could do it without a Zoom fail. Um, we weren't competing with anyone else's bandwidth. And um, at like 1030 in the morning, I was down, I was doing some cooking and some doing some dishes. And all of a sudden it was like a truck hit me. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm, I'm sick. Um, I wrapped up my work. I came up and like took a three hour nap and I don't nap. And I basically like, I looked at my husband and I'm like, I never get sick. I haven't been around anybody for a week. I have the Corona virus, um, and was like uber, uber convinced of it. Um, but now I feel fantastic. So I was only down and out for like a day and a half day, day and a half. So yeah, yeah I yeah, right now. It's just been a real battle because I'm dealing with uh, the season. So I've got my allergies hitting and I usually get it real bad at the beginning of spring and the beginning of fall, but I've, I know kind of the symptoms, but because of the coronavirus, it's like, okay, now is that playing on my head? You know, because I think I'm, you know, 
I'm having that problem right now or or is it my allergies? So I've been taking Alka-Seltzer Cold Plus that usually will knock out. Here's a plug for Alka-Seltzer Cold Plus. Um, <laughs> it knocks out my uh, allergy for, you know, a good while for the day, if not all day. And it, it it's a well-kept secret. Nobody knows that Alka-Seltzer Cold Plus takes care of uh, my allergies. And it usually will knock it out in like 20 minutes unless it's something really, really bad and I didn't catch it right away. But um, I stay tuned to it all the time and right now doing this time of the season. I didn't even know Alka-Seltzer had a cold medicine. I just thought they were Alka-Seltzer. Well, they have, it's called Alka-Seltzer Cold Plus. And I think it's mostly people thinking of it as, you know, cold medicine, but actually it's taking care of my uh, allergies. I had it so bad back when I was young, I used to get shots. Um, doctors would give me every kind of medication that's out there known to allergies. And f- about 30 years ago, I'll say 35 years ago, I stumbled on Alka-Seltzer Cold Plus and been taking it every season ever since. That's awesome. I have, um, I have like a little routine that I do when I'm not feeling well. And I definitely think I was just... Um, you know, like my husband was like, he's like, you do not have the coronavirus. You're just tired. Like you're stressed. It's miserable. You've got allergies. He's like, you just, you wore yourself out. And I think he was right. But like my, I have a couple rituals. One, um, so I'm glad I actually, it was by coincidence only that I had already done the facial and done the video to have it prepped for this week. But I actually, I scrub every inch of my skin. So I, Mm. I do like a, I'll, I'll do, um, a facial and exfoliate and I'll actually like scrub salt or sugar scrub my entire body like I try to slough any dead skin off um and then I like soak in the tub and I'll like you can get it at Rite Aid I'll soak it soak in uh, Epsom salts I always like do you ever do that like I whenever I like achy or I have any kind of body aches and pains and I feel like between living in Pennsylvania with like the cold and the rain um, or, you know, and also being like an athlete and a, and a physical person, there's always something achy. So when I don't feel well, I like soak in the hot water and I soak in the Epsom salts. I wish I could do that, but, uh, my apartment doesn't have a tub. It has, you know, a shower. So pretty much I take showers all the time, but up in my mom's section of the house, she does have a tub and she keeps inviting me up there, especially when I have aches. And I'm like, I just feel like, you know, that's her section of the house and, down here, you know, I've got everything on my own down here, refrigerator, kitchen, you know, uh, you name it, it's down here in my section of the apartment. And, you know, I feel like, you know, it just doesn't feel right, even though I know this is my mom's house, you know, and, um, but to me, it's like, I wish I had my own tub that I could soak. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so one of my, they're not one of our top experts, but I'm a huge fan. Um, uh, Sunrise Soap Company. I've loved this woman's business. Um, she's been around for, I, I want to say, at least 10 years. She's in downtown York. So for people who don't have bathtubs, she actually sells, and I've like I've sent them down to my sister so she could use them in college. Same thing, can't soak in the tub of college. They're shower fizzies, so it gives the effect of like, you know, like a bath bomb. You put like the, yeah, the bomb and the bath changes color and it gets foamy and it has like these incredible scents that come up. She does these tablets that you put in like the base of your shower and then it like, it turns your entire shower into like this like aromatherapy experience. (laughs) It's awesome. Like it's very cool. So if you ever look up like Sunrise Soap Company, um, they're fantastic and we're trying to do everything that we can to support all the small local businesses like that. But their shower tablets, they're pretty cool if you can't soak in the tub. It was funny that you were, when you started to talk about that and you brought up the word tub, I thought you were thinking about one of the stationary tubs that, you know, that you wash your clothes in. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, not quite that old school, but yeah, for me, as long as I can, um, do like a, an exfoliation, I am down for it. Um, oh, and I wanted to have to show, so I had messaged Casey Grimm, because of course I was out of body scrub, um, prepared with everything else. We've got food, we've got toilet paper, didn't have the body scrub. And I had messaged her, I'm like, I need some products from Rice Beauty Company. And she had brought by, I'll have to like share a picture in the comments, the most luxurious um, caramel scrub I've ever used in my life I felt like I was putting like chocolate caramel on my skin 
It was, mm. oh, it was very good. <laughs> yeah. So my other big trick is, and I did, if you guys aren't watching, I do every other day, I do a Facebook live from my business of Cassandra Storm Facebook page. And in those I do like tips from working from home. So like Karen, do you telecommute all the time or is it just during the crisis? It's just during this crisis right now. Um, my position at the agency, I'm the safety officer and the things I'm doing now at home has been very manageable. Um, we do, we went from like 46 state offices to eight regions. So even though everybody's uh, teleworking, 100% teleworking, those people in the regions are still com coming on because they had planned dates to come on. And so right now I'm, I'm going through approving those people to come on board. And then we've got some people that are leaving. So I'm also offboarding them as well. We're not doing, I do also approve moves, like if somebody wanted to go from this cubicle to that cubicle or to an office. Um, I'm not so much worried about them right now because they can't go anywhere anyway at work. But if I do see a request come in, I am approving it and setting it up in our um, map location thing called office space. And then I go ahead and schedule it to be moved. And then I'll work with the OIT later at another time to say, hey, this has been approved whenever you can get it done, you know, we go ahead and do that. Um, with the, uh, and then I've got other stuff as far as, um, I'm responsible for handing out fobs and on the backup for security for creating ID badges and stuff like that, which um, right now uh, we're not taking care of those uh, because nobody should be coming to the office anyway. So we're pretty much settled, but I've got a lot of stuff. I've got like maybe, We'll say 20 people have got to make sure they're finalized out of the 36 people because those people are out in their region office. So um, I don't have to do too much for those people except, you know, make sure that they're approved to come on board. Well, and then a lot, a lot of other things too. Well, I feel like, you know, the more you volunteer and the more things you're involved in, you're used to being able to manage your time well. Like every time we've talked, you seem to handle telecommuting and managing your time at home like a pro. Uh uh, I, I would say, yeah. I mean, it does have its moments, you know, because uh, I love my boss dearly, but I think she's really trying to stay ahead of things. And, and she's like, we need to work on this. Can you work on that? And I'm like, sure, no problem, you know. Um, but I got a boatload of stuff on my plate, you know. And she goes, I know. But, you know, she's very good. I, I definitely love her as far as, getting the work done that we've got to get done and for the job she stepped in to do, she's our acting director. And uh, if she's watching, her name is Jen Vizi. I forget how to pronounce her last name because she just got married. But anyway, um, yeah, she's doing an awesome job. Um, and uh, I love her a lot more than my old boss. Let's put it that way. <laughs> so you're making it all work. Yeah, we, we are. We got a... A, a small group, but a mighty force group. And um, everybody, I think, knows our group is is very good. We're the front line of it all. It's, it's off, our department is called Office of Facilities Support Services. So we pretty much do a lot in there as far as, you know, another guy does mail and uh, ID badges, of course, and I'm his backup on that, uh, putting furniture together. And it just goes on. Yeah, it's um, it's amazing to see, you know, when you talk see to people online, how some people are handling it well, and some people are really struggling, struggling with being mm -hmm. home and making it all work. So, like, every other day on the Business of Cassandra Storm Facebook page, I've been posting, like, my tips, because I've been doing this for, like, 16 years. Um, mm -hmm. And it's, what's interesting is I'm used to working from home, but I'm not used to my husband working from home and like sharing that space. And at the same time, um, you know, there, there are some challenges. It's, it's starting to set in, not with him sharing the space as much, but you're right. Like the ability not to go out, um, trying to prepare for, for the future. So every, every other day I try to give tips, um, when I wasn't feeling well, I had missed. So my, big return video was this is how I prepared so one of the things if you watch one of those videos um I you know I love to cook anybody who follows me on Facebook knows like we love to cook all the time we were we're more stay in and cook than go out and mm. so one of the tips that I I'm giving is 
be prepared because I feel like, you know, if we don't all get the virus, like we're going to get something just like how I got knocked out, you know, for like a couple of days just from the stress and probably allergies, you know, you're down and out with allergies. Um, so what we're big soup eaters every week. We usually make like a big pot of soup and we're leftover people like love our leftovers, but usually by day five, we're kind of done. We don't want to eat it anymore. So it's more, we have to clean it out. So what I've started to do is a month ago when all this really started going on, I started doing our regular cooking and not stockpiling, but instead of putting the entire thing of soup in the fridge, I started reserving a quart at a time in the freezer. And I love, and I love my smoothies. So, um, you know, I would make smoothies and then I would freeze them. And by the time I wasn't feeling well last week, our freezers were packed with like several weeks of meals that, you know, I just put a little bit of leftovers in. So it's a great way to be prepared because all I did was eat soup and smoothies for days. Um, felt amazing. And, um, of course, you know, of course, when I felt good again, I ate junk food again, which is horrible. (laughs) (laughs) Like, sent me right back. But for those two days, I felt, like, you know, incredible. Um, But it was nice because, you know, when you're sick, you don't want to cook. But, you know, there are people that are doing these, like, insane runs on the grocery store and emptying them out. And you really don't have to. If you just have a little bit, you you know, you'll be good to go. So... (laughs) It's funny that you talked about being ready and stuff. Um, my biggest philosophy that I always say and believe in is be ready to keep from getting ready. So even like, you know, you're preparing just in case uh, something happens or you get sick again, you've got those those really supplies uh, to have. Uh, so she said, hey, I don't want to cook, but you can pull a bowl or whatever out of the freezer just throw that in the pot and heat it up, you know, so. um, I love that phrase. Say that again. Be ready to keep from getting ready. That's great. And do you use that with your, um, the Red Cross disaster work that you do? No, I actually came up with that a long time ago because a lot of times, you know, we do things after the fact. The thing is with me, like, you know, being a safety officer in my agency, I'm trying to get ready, doing things. So that way, if something happens, we don't have to turn around like, okay, we now need to put this in place. Let's have it in place already. So when it happens, we already know what to do. I know like one time when um, I was out sick, I've got a, a you know team of four wardens for a disaster or anything. And one day I took off and somebody had dropped a cell phone down into the little sh- sh- uh, shaft down about six floors down and it set off the fire alarm. And, um, you know, my boss, my old boss, and you know, she was all panicking and, and worried and upset because I wasn't there. It's like, hello, if I'm as good as I say I am, my team should be able to handle what in, when I'm not there. And they did a great job. Building management was happy that we, we did our job. And um, I even have a, a small team that does traffic control. So like, you know, when we come out of our building, we need to cross over the street. So they go out there and they stop traffic and everybody gets across safely. And it just went well. So to me, like I said, that was a plan that was put in place. So when something happens, uh, we're ready and prepared. And like I said, if I'm not there, my team should be able to handle it without me being there, you know. But I love that. I mean, be ready so you don't have to get ready. I mean, it's a great mindset to be in now with, you know, we're home. um, The situation keeps changing all the time. We thought we'd be going back to work around now. Now it may not be till the end of April. Um, I think people are really losing faith. Um, You know, in my neighborhood, everybody would be out walking their dogs or, or jogging and a couple weeks ago, there were smiles, like it was sunshine, and people were still happy. Now, the neighbors are barely smiling and waving to each other. So it's, yeah. you know, I feel like we're, we're entering into another phase with this, with the stay-at-home order, with the pandemic. So, you know, what better way to just take a step back and think, okay, are we ready for X? Are we yeah. ready for Y? We're past the panic time. Like, no more runs on the stores, no more panicking. Like, we've been in this for several weeks now, but we still have a road to hoe ahead. And what does that look like for us? So how can be, be how can we be ready now for scenario X, Y, and Z without having to worry about getting ready after something's already happened? Right. So I mean, you know, you know like, 
what people were doing, you know, is stockpiling, you know, toilet paper and everything else, um, which I think what they should have done, the stores is basically, is supervise that better instead of letting everybody wipe, you know, all the toilet paper out. Hey, let somebody stand there and watch them and say, hey, you're only limited to one or maybe two packs and that's it. Um, instead of wiping out the store. Same thing with um, all the other stuff that, you know, people wiped out. Um, it, they just weren't really prepared. And, and now they're talking like possibly, you know, coming back in, at the end of April. And then maybe be, it's going to probably be um, extended because if they're talking down here in the D.C., Maryland, and Virginia area, that the peak is probably going to hit like in in june to july why are you thinking about sending people back at the end of april you know we're just going to end up getting more people sick and that number will probably go higher and we'll be sending higher for the peak i you know i think all we can do now is kind of take one day at a time but the one thing that you know my husband always says is we weren't prepared for this like the government wasn't prepared hospitals weren't prepared stores I mean, you know, they weren't prepared with the policy. Like, how do you react to floods of people getting toilet paper? So I think what we are setting ourselves up for is to be prepared next time and to, you know, understand next time this is what's going to be in place. So um, with that in mind, so being prepared, uh, now I would say if you know anybody who is not on Facebook who is missing these, Um, And, you know, we have some friends in the trans community that, you know, they're not as comfortable going on Facebook. So what I did is I have loaded now all of the old Keystone seminars are now loaded online. And our last week's Trans Tuesday and this one, when it's over, um, I will be posting onto the Patreon site. So if you go to myfeminineheart.com, if you've enjoyed any of our live seminars or or, our evening, so we will be doing this every Tuesday night, 8 p.m. I'll have a a special guest visiting every time. Karen, thank you so much for for chiming in. It's been such a pleasure to have you co-host, even through the computer screen and through our or Zoom Facebook fails. Um, but yeah, if you know anybody, send them to My Feminine Heart, send them to patreon.com slash My Feminine Heart because they'll be able to watch any of these videos. And if you miss the beginning and you want to go back and watch the replay, it'll be there for you. Um, so some other exciting things. April Kirshner, who owns the Med Spa, so she is our cosmetic injection specialist. She had joined My Feminine Heart right when the Keystone Conference canceled, and her coming on had been long planned. Um, you know, since the fall, I was like, you know, when we have you on the show, and we just hadn't been able to coordinate her coming on yet. When she came on, Keystone had just been canceled. So she had done a special offer for anybody who would have missed the conference, and she's not a discount person. I had a really, like, we we had a talk, and she wanted to do something special, but she doesn't normally do discounts. She just knocked off 20% off any of her services for anyone who would have missed the conference. Um, And that was phenomenal. She offered that through the end of March, so uh, to what would have been the end of the Keystone Conference. So I had talked to her. Um, I said, you know, that was really amazing. People loved it. People responded to it. Would you extend that? So she, um, for patrons, if you sign up as a patron for $9 a month, you can save 20% on her services for as long as we are going through this crisis. So, I mean, hopefully, you know, that's not the case June or July. But, you know, if we say we were able to get back to work in May, it'd be amazing. But as long as we're ordered to stay at home and we're under a quarantine, she is offering a 20% discount on her services. So feel free to reach out to April. You can find all of her information on the My Feminine Heart page. Um, And that kind of was everything that I wanted to share with you guys. Oh, I had one more exciting thing. So Karen, actually, one special thing about Karen. She is um, a columnist with Baltimore Out Loud. She is uh, part of a rotating um, radio host with it's Out Loud Radio, right? Uh, it's um, no, it's Baltimore Out Loud. It's, it's Inside Out. Inside radio. Out. Inside yeah. Out Radio. I was saying Baltimore Out Loud because of the paper. Well, um, the paper is Baltimore Out Loud, and uh, the column is is Trans Lives, and then you'll see articles that I've written uh, for that column. 
and um, and she's a rotating guest on this radio show. So I've been doing a media blitz the last couple of days. Fingers crossed. Hopefully we'll finally get some media coverage. So we have a wonderful radio station in Toronto, Proud FM. Um, an LGBT radio station is um, going to be gifting us a 30-second radio commercial. Cool. Yeah. Well, your listeners, if they ever want, any of them will ever want to come on the show to the radio show, uh, send me a email and actually you can go to my website, uh, kkhomes.com and there's a, a tab that you can click on that says contact and then, uh, let me know and I'll give you some dates that I've got available for, and then we'll have you come on the show and we'll figure out what to talk about. Yeah. Um, just to keep, uh, some of you that are coming on, um, I do have two very good guests that are coming on in July, it's July 7th, and that's going to be Sandy Epinata and Karen Lehman. Uh, both are married to trans women, and uh, their spouses are just wonderful, except for, as some of you know, that Sandy's uh, spouse, Lisa Epinata, uh, had committed suicide, so she's not going to, you know, we're going to try to talk about Sandy's um, connection and support that she gave Lisa because I think that's very important for others that are out there who has a spouse who's just not sure, you know, if, the, if their spouse accepts them as a trans woman or a trans man and so on. So I think this is going to be a, a knockout dynamite show with these two ladies coming on. Yeah. And you can tell how big a part Sandy is in the community because I've actually never met Lisa, but I have been photographing Sandy for years. So she, you know, years after her wife uh, passed away, she has continued to come out and participate in like the Keystone Gala and the conferences and be a part of the community. So she's, you know, a really amazing person. And uh, yeah, I will definitely be tuning in when you have those ladies on in July. That'll be a great show. Yeah, it will be. It is, and the show is on WPFW 89.3 FM. And you can also pick up the live show on the internet too as well. And the show runs from 2 p.m. to 3 p.m. And if you want to be friends of mine, if you're not on Facebook, um, just send me a friend request. And then um, just keep your eyes open either on my personal website, kkhomes.com, or on my Facebook page, and I will be posting when Sandy and Karen come on uh, to see that show. Um, and like I said, you're going to love it. It's, you know, my mom is like, when are they going to be on the show? When are they going to be on the show? Because she's really excited. She knows Sandy really well. And um, she's already passing the word around <laughs> to her friends, too. So uh, you'll enjoy it. Yeah, and I definitely recommend, so you definitely should go to um, Karen's website, kkhomes.com. She has lists of the um, articles that she's written, the shows, like any anything that she's a part of. You, It's a phenomenal website filled with a ton of resources. And if you're interested in supporting her coalition about, um, you know, getting trans women off the streets, uh, you can contact her through that there and, and be a part of some of the amazing work that she's doing that hopefully we can all get back to soon once the crisis yeah. is over. Um, so speaking of social media, yes, and if you haven't seen it, we are on Instagram now too. So um, follow us, my underscore feminine underscore heart. We are on Instagram, and if you are anal retentive and OCD like I am, and you like to watch everything in chronological order, but you have not seen all of our podcasts, you can go back. We have been replaying the trailers of every podcast from the very beginning on Instagram TV. So um, check us out there. And I think that is everything that I have. The one thing that I am a big fan of is I love motivational quotes. Um, that's, I always like to have something positive to focus on. So, you know, before we end tonight, I wanted to share some inspiration that I had found. And I will tell you that Maya Angelou is my favorite writer. And you will hear a lot of Maya Angelou quotes over the weeks as we do our Trans Tuesday talks. Um, so the, the quote I would want to share with you that I thought was really apt for what we're experiencing, especially with seeing how this wave, this part of the isolation and staying at home is really, it's really taking its toll. So um, the incredible Maya Angelou once said, you may not control all the events that happen to you, but you can decide not to be reduced by them. 
Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. I'd like to add one to that behind you. Sure. And this really goes to anybody and everybody, but this was my biggest saying for years. And I live by this and you probably have heard it. And definitely if you've seen it on my Facebook page, when I ever say something, but I always in every one of my articles uh, for Baltimore out loud is shoot for the moon. And even if you miss, you'll be among the stars. And right now I am among the stars because when I used to think of that before I transitioned, I never knew it was going to be the way it is today. And, um, I'm living the dream that I've always been shooting for that moon. And right now I am among the stars. So please believe it, take it to heart. And hopefully that'll be your dream later too. Yeah, you are definitely a superstar. And so tune in Friday at five. If you're not getting our newsletters, sign up for our newsletter at myfeminineheart.com so that you know the instant that her podcast is going to drop. It's, um, it's a beautiful story and it's, Nothing's going to inspire you to get out and get involved more than this woman right here. So, Karen, thank you so much for coming on the show. It has been a pleasure having you. Uh, thank you for having me again, Cassandra. And like I said, you are number one on my list and in my heart, you know, for what you do for the community. And and I don't normally tell, say things or tell or whatever unless I really mean it and it's to my heart. And you are it. You are, um, you're one of those among stars. Thank you, Karen. That means the world to me to hear that. Um, it's just my pleasure to do what I'm doing. I feel like this is the work I've been called to do. Um, and fortunately, you know, the one, the one beautiful part of what we're going through right now is I'm able to, to devote myself to it full time. So, you know, every day I'm waking up with purpose, uh, just giving back to the community that's, that's given me so much love and kindness. So lots of love to you, sweetheart. And to all of you at home, I hope that you have a phenomenal evening. Thank you for hanging in there with us with how, um, you know, we've had to troubleshoot what this is the second time now we've had to troubleshoot Zoom failing to go Facebook Live because of the Zoom overload. But definitely tune in next Tuesday, 8 p.m. Look forward to seeing you then for another live chat. Thank you, ladies, for everyone for coming on. It's been a pleasure having you. Thanks, guys. All righty. Bye-bye.